Please note that the events of the St. Patrick's case, part one, take place before the events of Hainai's Act Two finale, the Halloween episode Undas, whereas the events of St. Patrick's case, part two, will take place after Hainai's Act Two finale, the Halloween episode Undas, and before the events of Hainai Act Three. Though our official fundraiser on IGG, or Indiegogo, has ended, we're still technically raising money for Hainai Act 3 on our coffee. If you support us, you can still claim some of the amazing perks that we have for our fundraiser, such as a personalized audio message from your favorite character, as well as special Hainai sticker packs, and the ability to name future characters as well as suggest ideas for future episodes. Please feel free to check out our full list of perks on our coffee page. Again, that's ko-fi.com slash hainaipod, H-I-N-A-Y-P-O-D. Or check out the pinned post on our Tumblr, hainaipod.tumblr.com. Thank you again for your continued support, and enjoy the show. You're listening to Hainai by Matsi Dapul. The St. Patrick's Case, Part 1. It may seem strange to you, but I am a religious man. I find much peace in the prayerful quiet of the church. I find it much more spiritual than the masses themselves. For all that the men of the cloth speak of God's word, they've never truly met God. Not like I have. Unlike these men who have a Vatican and a Pope, and centuries of tradition behind them, moulded and politicked, until all that the church is now is unrecognisable to the teachings it lays claim to. I have no school of thought, no sacraments to fall back on. I know not how my God might respond to my prayers. For so long I was blind and deaf, I was unable to understand how it was that I looked upon the face of God and could not speak to him words of obeisance. I could not call for my Lord to look upon me, as the Catholics claim God looks down upon them. Not until I found it. I found a scrap, a page from a holy book that bore his very name a name he gave to me long ago when he pulled me from the fires of hell. He gave it so freely to me, his precious name. And I gave him mine. 
a serendipitous name as his first follower, his soldier, his archangel. His Michael. The first victim was Ashley Corin, age 20. She has family in Alberta, but her emergency contact was listed as her roommate, who reported her missing six days before her body was discovered in the gardens outside of St. Paul's Basilica in 2012. Now, the second victim, Natsuo Yoshida, age 24. Parents died in a fire when he was 12, and he moved away from Vancouver to settle in Toronto with his older cousins. He was reported missing and found dead within two nights on the steps of the Blessed Sacrament near Young and Lawrence in 2014. A pattern had not yet been established, but a coroner's report found similarities that would later prove to be significant. The third victim, Aliana Alves, age 23, she was found just two weeks ago. She had been reported missing by her classmates, and having lived alone with no family connections to speak of. Like the other two previous victims, she was found in a church. Although this time, in the choir loft of St. Patrick's, with ash lining the inside of her throat, despite not being involved in a fire? There's also the matter of markings, found on each of the victims. Small, distinct burn marks, similar to brands, in a shape that resembles um, a stylized S, but with embellishments. No more than an inch in diameter. Apart from these anomalies, there have been no other distinctive details tying these victims together. And while all three were in their 20s at the time of their death, there's a range of genders, a range of ethnicities, economic backgrounds. If it wasn't for the markings, there has to be another connection. But we don't have enough information to understand the pattern. Detective? Sorry, am I interrupting? Oh, no, no worries, I'm just taking notes. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, thought Detective Murphy was here too. I let him go for the night. When you got someone to go home to. Wonder what that's like. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't mean... You're going to wear that word out if you keep using it. Sorry. Right. Just wanted to ask if you needed anything before I headed out. You're not my golfer, Zhao. But, thank you. Uh, of course. Um, if you mind me asking, have you got a... Uh... Well, what would you do if I did mind? Oh, probably, uh, run away. <laughs> well, good thing I don't mind then. Uh, no, Zhao. My man, although I know that's not what you're asking, tells me I don't come over often enough. Ma tells me the same. Also keeps asking when I'll get a boyfriend. Are you... <laughs> Well, I'm bi, so she's holding out hope anyways. <laughs> Still, it sounds nice. Detective Murphy's got the right idea. Have you met his boyfriend yet? No, but is it true that he's like 
a famous TV guru guy? <sighs> no way. I thought that was a joke. Every day I wish it was. <laughs> well, good for him, I guess. But that's not surprising. Detective Murphy can get it. All right. Okay. Anyways, if you don't need anything... Good night, Joe. Night, Detective Daughter. Hello? Mari? A body? I wouldn't ask, but there's enough about this case that feels... Weird as hell. Supernatural. And that it might warrant your expertise. Donner, I... Sorry. I can't. I can do stuff... Objects, places, photos even, but I can't do that to a corpse. Okay. All right, well, um... Told you. Very helpful. But like I said, I can take photos, objects they owned, maybe something that was on them when they died. I assume you have those? Thanks, Mari. I'm coming over to the station in, um, 30 minutes. <laughs> I've always wanted to see the rest of the main whorehouse. We've got an open bar. Pour you something if you help us get answers out of this damn case. <sighs> see you, Mari. Huh. And here I thought you were just using them for the, um, weird cases. Better safe than sorry. Don't want to record information for a murder case. Only for a file to get, you know, lost or corrupted. I thought you were used to writing reports down. Yeah, well, I like to talk things out. Listen back. The information flows better that way. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Sometimes things make more sense when you've got someone to talk to. Even if that someone's just the void, I guess. Magnetic tape on a loop, capturing memories. Not its own. You sure you're okay? Yeah. It's not pleasant, tapping into someone's death, even indirectly. But like I said, I want to help. You don't have to. Not all the time. <laughs> I'm serious. You're always serious, Donner. Hey. Yeah, yeah, I know. Do you? Oops, sorry. Officer Shell. I saw Detective Murphy grabbing some drinks, so I thought the meeting was over. Um, hi. Hi there. I'm Mary. Oh, nice to meet you. A friend of yours, Detective? Mari's, uh, consulting on a case for us. But, um, yes, 
That's me. Uh, good buddy. Cool, cool. Oh, I'm Tiff, by the way. Tiff Xiao. Need anything, Xiao? Oh, well, no. I was just going to get some dinner. I wanted to check if you and Detective Murphy wanted to come, uh, with me. Or wanted me to bring anything back? I appreciate it, Xiao. But we should be good here for the time being. Of course. Uh, see you later, Detective. Nice to meet you, Mari. You too. Huh. Pronouns? Oh, um, she, her? She likes you. Don't start. Okay, alright. I'm sure she waited until Murphy was out of the room to make sure she could ask both of you what you wanted for dinner. Oh, so you're a detective now. I'm picking up a thing or two for my favorite boys. Well, I think you're just, um... I'm just what? Uh, you know what? Never mind. Hmm? I'm just what? <laughs> Nothing at all. Donner! Come on! Hey! Hey! Ow. You better tell me. Or what? You'll kick me in my shins? Oh my god, as if Laura wasn't bad enough. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Mari, come on. Did you say something to Xiao? She looked kind of... Huh. Having fun? He called me short! Not in so many words. That's one word! Mari, if you try to murder my partner, I can't side with you. You know this. <sighs> I know. But, if it helps, I happen to know the man just barely scrapes 5'11", while Laura and I are in the Six Foot Club. And he's never gotten over it. Traitor. Partner, I may love you, but I'm not an ingrate. Mari came to help us with a case. It's the least I can do. Hmm. I don't know if I help that much. Well, you helped us rule out that it wasn't a supernatural influence. You said it wasn't connected to the foci. Not that I could see. They died. Violently. But it doesn't have the rancid taste of Elder Magic on it. I don't know if that rules out Elder involvement... Just that it wasn't magic that killed them in the end. Well, that'd be easier. Sometimes, people are the kind of monsters it's our job to catch. Serial killers are rare, but not unprecedented. And sometimes, we actually catch them. Here's hoping. There is something else, though. I, I don't know what it could mean, but... Fire. What? I don't know exactly what it means, but I got a sense of fire. Were any of them burned at all? No, but coroner reports have them dying of asphyxiation. There was ash found in their throats, and they were also marked with the brand shown in the photos. Any singed... Hair? What do you mean? I don't know. It's like someone else's memory that I dreamt about. Somebody's hair getting singed from a fire. Surrounded by fire. An old house. Um, 
A mirror? Mari, don't take this the wrong way, but are you connecting with the murderer right now? I don't know. It could be the murderer, could be the victims. It's just something related to the deaths. I, I don't know in what way. I know that's not helpful. You've already done a lot. Don't worry. If there's anything we can do to repay you... Well, there is one thing. What's up? Did I forget anything at the station? Just checking in to see that you got back home safe. Okay, Mom. This could have been a text. But yes, I'm back home safe. Just making sure. You did say that you're not equipped for... Normal threats? Non-supernatural ones. I took martial arts in high school, but yeah. If I'm not carrying a big stick around, I'm not ready to throw down. <laughs> how were your hands? Just shaking them out. I didn't realize how hard it would be to keep my hands still. You make shooting look so easy. Years of practice. I don't think years of practice will ever make me the modern Bass Reeves. <laughs> I appreciate the compliment, but at least you can learn to shoot a gun. I can't learn what you do. You can learn some things. Some people get by with tools of the trade. I know Evelyn's trying to gather as much knowledge and protection as she can while she's working for Ashvin. Hey, maybe you can ask him for some tips. Hard pass, but... I appreciate the protection you've already given me, though. The crucifix, yeah. I'm glad it's been working out. It should still keep you protected against supernatural, but... I worry about... Well, like you said. The kind of monsters that are just... People. What about you? I'm equipped for that sort of thing. Literally. What would you do... If... What would you do if you just ran into that sort of mess without backup? <laughs> well, hey, that's why I asked for lessons, right? It'll be hilarious if I end up getting a gun license before I ever learn how to drive. <sighs> Guess I'll have to watch your back till then. It's not like I'm helpless if I'm not fighting a ghost or whatever. It's just... There's ways. Just not ones I... <sighs> ever want to do. Not like... Mari? My nanny did teach me some things. It's not like I don't know about the monsters that are people. You don't have to worry about me. You can say that all you want, but... <sighs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm heading into the elevator. Talk soon, okay? Talk soon. Would you like to hear a funny story? I mean, it's quite a funny story, actually. I mean, there was a young man. His name was Michael. When he was very young, he was in a terrible fire. Lost someone very dear to him in that fire. Well, in the horrors that took place before the fire... He was lucky, though. Michael was rescued by someone with immense power. An elder who 
carried him from the fire and told him his own true name. Michael would remember that name all his life. It was a name he told no one ever, not even the policeman that he spoke to after the fire. Michael was always a quiet boy, but after the fire he spoke not at all. His grandmother was worried about him, but she could do nothing to reach out to the poor boy. As Michael grew, he became obsessed with the elder who saved his life, only to leave him wanting. For what Michael saw in that elder was power, unimaginable power, born of hundreds of sacrifices. And Michael resented knowing that power existed in the world resented being rescued by a man who held that power and left him alone. So he searched, hunted. Little by little, Michael learned of the elder who'd pulled him from the fire, remembered his name, and found it in the ripped pages of a book written by a journalist who learnt more about the elders than any other living mortal and written down his findings. Michael found the Elder's face, and his symbol, found the Elder's belongings from long ago, the kind of things you lose track of if you lived long enough. Michael was a dogged hunter, you see, and he discovered what it was that gave that Elder such power, the power to save him when he was at his most helpless, to save him from the nightmare that swallowed whole the one he loved, whom he lost, not in the fire, but in the horrors that came before. The horrors that came about because of the cursed foci those elders created to extend their lives. And the funny thing about all of this is that despite all the work he put in to discover the elder secrets, he did not know the first thing about harnessing that power. The first thing every elder, even the most useless of us, learnt when we came under our leader's tutelage. Even poor idiots like Peter Iliak or the boorish Grigori knew how to use the foci's power. There was so much that that victim, that boy Michael, did not know. And with that incomplete knowledge, still he thought, well, he thought his sacrifices would mean something. In the end, all he did was become a madman, a serial killer who wasted every life he took without the proper protocols. Their fear, their deaths were lost to the ether instead of powering us, elders, or our leader's grand machine. And all the while he was praying to a god that simply wasn't listening. Do you know, the benefactor said to me once, I saved a boy named Michael from the fire after a focus had nearly devoured him. I wonder what's become of him. I did not say that that boy had become a monster. I did not say that I'd caught wind of that boy's dealings when I searched for the elder, that it had been sloppy enough to call attention to our sacrifices. I did not say that I was blindsided by the man, who was not an elder, making sacrifices to the one 
but had saved his life so long ago, in hopes of giving even a sliver of our power. Our benefactor, after all, had better things to do than to entertain the fanciful dreams of a painfully ordinary man. Fine for power, he can never have. Consider this video evidence. See, night, I go to church. Sometimes. When there isn't a mess going on. And there aren't any people. This really is a beautiful cathedral, though. When you come to visit me, we can go together. You'd love it. This whole area has a bunch of cool churches, though not all of them are Catholic, I think. Oh, hey! Mari, right? Oh! Uh, Tiff, right? Or should I call you Zhao? Either's fine. I'm not picky. You go to church here? I have certainly gone into this church a few times. Whether or not that means going to Mass, well... Don't tell my mom. Oh, I know how that goes. Well, I don't go to church, but my parents definitely give me the look when I haven't joined them at the temple in a while. Just seeing the sights, then? I like walking around here sometimes. Sometimes I walk in, look at the art. I just love how old everything is, and how impressive these structures look. Something about old Toronto just speaks to me. I don't know. I get it. Mari, I hope you don't mind me asking, but why were you consulting on the St. Patrick's case? Well, you know... I don't actually know if I should say. You're an officer, but I don't know how much dot, uh, the, the detectives would want me to divulge. I've seen you around before. I figured you and the detectives were close. Is it weird stuff? In what way? You know, creepy stuff. The supernatural. The department's kind of an open secret. Nobody's technically allowed to talk about it, but it's obvious those two have a specialty when it comes to certain types of homicides. Which department? The department. It started with one detective, until Donner and Murphy took over. I probably shouldn't be telling a civilian this, but given how you were with the detectives, you probably know way more than I do. It's not like everyone's 100% ignorant of the weirdness happening in the city. Everyone at the precinct just knows where to root that sort of thing to. And the detectives seem pretty good at their jobs. You know, I never thought about it that way. How this would work, logistically, what with their jobs and all. So, what's your part in all this? I guess you could call me a weird stuff expert. Mostly I consult. 
confirm if weird stuff is happening or when it isn't. Wow. That's pretty wild. <laughs> you have no idea. You don't have to tell me everything, but on the weirdness scale, from 1 to 10, where does the St. Patrick's case rate? From what I can tell, zero on the usual weirdness scale I go by, but apparently it might be a true blue serial killer. No shit. Yeah. Well, good thing Detective Donner and Murphy are on the case. They've got a pretty good track record. <sighs> I just wish I could help them more. Something tells me you've done more than your fair share. Oh, this is me. It was nice seeing you today, Mari. You, too. Oh, oh, this? It might look bad, but it's an old, old burn. House fire when I was a kid. Healed over pretty nice after all the grafts. Guess you didn't see it at the precincts, huh? A bit gnarly. <laughs> Not at all. I just didn't want to squeeze too hard. Not to worry. I'm a bit of a master at firm handshakes. See you around? See you around. Zhao? Huh? Stay safe, okay? You got it. You're listening to Hainai by Motsi Dapul. Hainai is a podcast produced by Motsi Dapul and Reg Helly and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was written by Motsi Dapul, who also plays the role of Marida Tuin. The role of Donner was played by Leon Johnson. The role of Murphy was played by Edward Boxler. The role of a gentle voice, Richard Henry, was played by Tom Pilcher. And the role of Detective Zhao was played by Sarah Choi. Today's episode features The Lone Ponderer, as Michael. You can support our podcast at coffee.com slash hainaipod. That's ko-fi.com slash h-i-n-a-y-p-o-d. Or you can subscribe to us at patreon.com slash hainaipod. We really do appreciate all the support and hope to see you all here for Act 3. And as always, thank you. We love you. And hanggang sa muli.